Hello, and thank you for tuning in once again to the Reptile Living Room. I'm your host, as always, John F. Taylor. We're brought to you by our very special guest at uh, GetReptiles.com. It's the Las Vegas Reptile Expo, occurring Saturday, May 14th, and Sunday, May 15th, at the uh, Santa Fe Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada. If you needed any other reason to go to Las Vegas, other than, you know, gambling and all the rest of the fun stuff, now you can go and get some reptiles. What better... You know, what better excuse do you need? Take the family, take some friends, head out to Vegas May 14th May, and May 15th, Las Vegas Reptile Expo at the Santa Fe Hotel and Casino. Uh, today's interview is with someone that I recently became familiar with. Her name is Dr. Karen Bonder, and she's a biologist and author. Her new book is out, The Nature of Human Nature. Um, you can find that on her website at uh, karenbonder.com. And all of that will be in the show notes. But today's series is kind of an interesting one because, or today's interview rather, kicks off a series of interviews. We are going to be examining the fear of snakes and why it comes about and why it happens uh, to people. And so I interviewed some really top-notch biologists such as uh, Dr. Bonder, uh, Katie McKinnon uh, will be also online, as well as David Manley and uh, Randy Babb. And all these people have an insight onto what brings about the human fear of snakes. So to kick the series off, here is Dr. Karen Bonder on the fear of snakes. So we're on the uh, line today with uh, Dr. Bonder, uh, biologist uh, extraordinaire, I guess we could say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, basically, I want to talk to you about the fear of snakes and where that all might come from. And uh, from a biological standpoint, I guess would be the best way to put it. And, you know, I think when, when you first asked me this question, I, I thought about it right away. And I thought, well, it's got to be something to do with their body shape because snakes are just so other, if you will, uh, right. compared to what humans are comfortable looking at. We love things that look like us. We love things that have clear faces, that can smile, or that can do something that we perceive as a smile. Uh, we like things that are cuddly. We like things uh, with two arms and two legs. Right. Uh, basically things that are familiar to us. And, and so something like a snake that is so completely different right. uh, is, is kind of scary. And if you think about a lot of... Um, horror movies or alien type of movies, I, I often look at the creatures that they're depicting, and oftentimes they look like a lot of uh, invertebrate organisms or invertebrate larvae, um, which is which is really right. quite funny, and again, that sort of goes back to that whole, you know, it's not something we're comfortable seeing because it just doesn't look like us, so, um, but then the, I, I thought about that some more. And I was actually reading about a study that, that showed some little children pictures versus video of snakes. Mm -hmm. And it, it took it one step further. The children didn't have any kind of aversion to the pictures of snakes. But when they were shown videos of the snakes, they didn't like that. And so it, it's also this this really strange pattern of movement that they use and of course they have to because they don't have legs like we do they right. can walk around and so again it's it's sort of along the same theme they they move in a way that is totally unfamiliar to us and they simply appear to be totally different than us and that just freaks us out huh very interesting you know because yeah, I've, so I've seen a lot of studies where you know even venomous snakes won't attack even when provoked, they won't attack. They're always trying to get away. Mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, I think that that's generally something that humans have 
have issue with. We have decided that certain organisms are, are bad for us and that can hurt us. And another really good example there is the, sh is the shark. And they know we were doing a little bit of Twitter conversation about uh, <laughs> our talk today. And right. somebody brought up, well, Indiana Jones. Right. You know, the whole, uh, I guess I forget exactly which installment it was where he went into a temple and there was just thousands of cobras. Oh, right. And I, I was thinking, you know, that movie did to snakes what Jaws did to the shark. Right. It just, you know, made them look like these terrible dangerous organisms that are going to hurt you and that you absolutely have to stay away from and, and really like you just said that's totally not the case they, right. they will not they will not attack you unless they're provoked right you know and even when i was doing presentations um for some of the some of the local like water districts or fire departments or what have you i would have adult men come and tell me you know that oh yeah my you know my dad shot this snake and you know lo and behold 20 snakes came over the hill and started chasing us. <laughs> started chasing you. Yes. Right, and I'm like, and this is a grown grown adult telling me this, and I'm like, wow, that's fascinating. <laughs> you know? Like, okay. It is, it's very interesting to think that, you know, they're ascribing all of these uh these emotions and these feelings onto snakes as though they have some kind of retaliatory uh, instinct to come in and attack and you know that oh boy that's just crazy ridiculous you know and <laughs> but, I did hear again, something I think it's easy to do with something that is that is so uh different looking and I don't want to say ugly right uh, because that's not what it is it's just what, not what we're used to right right it's a different creature altogether yeah now, yeah that's uh, something I also heard was when you are fearful of something, it increases in size. Ha -ha. Have you heard that before? Do you mean figuratively? Yes. Ha -ha. <laughs> that, you know, I can see how that would make a lot of sense. You know, the more you sort of picture these things and you hear, I was um, doing some quick searches on the internet and people mm -hmm. have dreams about snakes and people talk all about the 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 toxic properties of their venom and poison and oh yeah there's a whole lot of misconceptions about not only how large a certain snake may be but how much venom it may have and also what that venom is capable of doing i mean all snakes have venom it's just part of what their defense structures and strategies look like mm -hmm. uh, all spiders do too i mean right. so, i mean I, I suppose spider is not exactly a warm cuddly creature either but um <laughs> you know it's not it's many organisms in the animal kingdom have toxic compounds that they use to secrete against predators mm -hmm. why you know why not that's a very very um successful evolutionary strategy mm -hmm. will these toxins hurt us absolutely not for the most part there are very few snakes that can actually kill a human very few Right, right. Now, as far as um, within your studies and things of that nature of, you know, being a human, basically, where is there really any place to pinpoint where this uh, starts? I mean, because some people will say that, you know, well, it's brought on by parenting. You know, parents teach their kids that, you know, snakes are bad. You know, right. Or I think that there's yeah, there's a few different ideas about about that kind of a question. And I've read, uh, first of all, I've read stru uh, studies that are about the evolutionary uh, causes of our fear of snakes. And some rather prominent anthropologists have written about how we may have evolved uh, some properties of our very complex sight uh, due to the fact that we had to 
avoid snakes and be able to detect snakes way back in our evolutionary history. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, there's a lot of interesting thoughts as far as are we simply evolutionarily predisposed to be afraid of these creatures. However, uh, there have been a lot of studies done to look at that, and of course, what better way to do that than to simply show children pictures or videos of snakes and see what they do. Right. And generally speaking, young children, young human children, have no fear of snakes. <coughs> Um, unless, of course, they are coupled with fearful noises or some kind of context that, uh, you know, mummy is or daddy is cowering in the corner. Right. Um, okay. That's, that's how they learn that. Um, but it's just as far as being shown the images, mm -hmm. they, can, they can pick them out of a lineup, uh, which is kind of interesting. And that kind of goes back to the evolutionary huh. history of uh, our detectability of snakes. So if they're shown uh, colored pictures of outlines of flowers, various insects and snakes, they can always grab the snake image really, really easily. Wow. And that's kind of interesting. But there just doesn't seem to be an innate fear there, not at all. Huh. Very interesting. So yeah, basically, so. We, uh, we haven't necessarily evolved to be afraid of snakes. Now, I've seen um, several studies in regards to uh, primatology and uh, snakes that come within, I guess, striking distance would be the best way to put it, mm -hmm. of a troop of monkeys or some type of primate, and they will actually react much like humans. Right. You know, they'll start hooting and hollering and, you know, jumping around. And I've even seen some of them actually go after the snake. Absolutely. I, there's, uh, you know, so snakes have been preying on uh, primates for millions of years. Okay. And so several primate species certainly have uh, evolved along with these predators to be able to not only avoid them, but to uh, react to them once they once they come into contact. A, a very classic experiment was done uh, in the late 80s uh, on captive racist monkeys, however. And uh, these experiments showed that the captive monkeys who had been raised, you know, with no previous exposure to a snake, okay. didn't exhibit that same fear. So that seemed to be kind of a nature versus nurture thing. Really? It's certainly possible for primates and, and monkeys and several species to uh, learn adversion behavior from their parents, from their from their cohort. Um, it's very easy and, of course, adaptive to be able to observe what your colleagues within your group are doing and to act that way. If everybody else is running away from this snake that's managed to get close to you, you certainly are going to do the same thing. You may not know why, right. but if You're, everybody else is doing it, chances are that's a good thing. But that's probably a good idea. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Social learning is a really important aspect there. And uh, so these experiments that were done in 1989 um, showed that these captive monkeys, however, didn't have the same fear. So again, it sort of goes back to this this difference between are they teaching that to them to each other uh, or is it some kind of innate fear but there certainly is a long history uh, between primates and snakes and generally speaking the snakes are certainly the predators right right now as far as um culturally do you, have you seen uh, in in your studies that you've done over time have you seen any cultural differences between fear of snakes versus non-fear of snakes you know, I haven't come across a whole lot of studies that way. I okay. know that um, there have been a lot of uh, tie-ins with fundamental religious uh, groups that sort of have used snake handling right. as a, 
a means to handle the demons or using very symbolic uh, symbolic use of snakes. If mm-hmm. you can handle them, you can handle your demons. And if they have bitten you, uh, there there may be all sorts of reasons why religiously right. that might be the case. Um, I have actually come across a whole lot of uh, work that looks at how different cultures respond to snakes. And I would actually be very interested to know a little bit more about that, despite the fact that I'm not right. <laughs> able to answer that too well right now. No, not a problem at all. So, um, basically, just to kind of wrap this up, really what it boils down to, from what I'm understanding, at least from a biology standpoint, it, we're still not really sure. It could either be an uh, evolutionary uh, reaction, or it could be a learned behavior. Yeah, that's right. And I mean, I think that there are part of, uh, as far as the evolutionary reaction goes, that may be uh, to, uh, looking towards our able our ability to detect the snakes and sort of pick out that shape. That's a very distinctive shape, and our brains and our visual capabilities may allow us to pick out that form a little bit more easily. Uh, but as far as this great big fear, phobia mm-hmm. of, of snakes, this this really big issue that humans have with dealing with snakes, I'm figuring that that is really mostly sensationalism. I mean, people are terrified of getting on a plane, for example, and yet so many more people are killed every day by walking on the street or riding in a car. And you can make a a very similar case in the animal kingdom. Something like a mosquito kills millions and millions of people every year due to the fact that it's carrying... uh, dangerous diseases, and snakes kill almost none. Right. So it's, yeah, you know, it's all just a, unfortunately blown out of proportion, and snakes have a bad rap, and they certainly shouldn't. Right, you know, and that's the thing is, you know, a lot of the, as I'm sure you're aware of too, because you are uh, involved with some of the media, you know, it's that old adage, if it bleeds, it leads. You know, and you it's got like, that right, that's very true. <laughs> and unfortunately, you know, it's like, I've read, uh, one story in three different newspapers where, you know, a child in the classroom that uh, the teacher had a snake. It was, I think, it was a king snake or something like that. The child had handled a rodent, then went and tried to pick uh-huh. up the snake, and you know, got bitten. No right. harm, no foul. You know, but the, by the time you got to the third or fourth newspaper, yeah, this animal real. had been lying in wait for thirty days. And, you know, had glowing red eyes and fangs the size of your arm. And, I mean, just tried to maul the child. And it was just ridiculous. You know, it's so unfortunate. It, and it's very true. We're very ready um, as, as a culture, I guess, as a general right. um, description. We're very ready to be able to demonize. Yes. And, you know, it, it really is... Unfortunate, because like that, that that organism was doing exactly what it should be doing. Right. If that child smelled like a rodent, the, the snake is doing exactly as it should be. I remember a similar story that came out um, all over the place here in British Columbia, where I live. A child was uh, on the dock fishing with with their parents, and of course covered themselves in this raw fish bait that they were using. Right. Well, a sea lion came up and knocked the kid into the water and attacked the kid. The kid smelled and probably looked <laughs> like a fairly large fish. And so this organism is, again, demonized, but it's doing exactly what it should. And really, humans, we have big enough brains to know better. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like that actually. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mark that one down. We have big enough brains to know better. To know better. You can quote me on that, John. <laughs> I will very definitely. I think that's gonna go up on the website tomorrow. Nice. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, Dr. Bonner, I really appreciate you taking the time to speak with me about uh, the well, fear of snakes. And now, um, before I let you go, you actually had a book come out recently. Is that not correct? I did, yes. Okay. Actually, it's all about sort of, uh, funnily enough, on this topic as well, it's all about very silly things that humans do um, and whether or not a lot of our very un- seemingly unnatural behaviors are, are mirrored in the animal kingdom. It's called The Nature of Human Nature, and uh, the links and even... Um, how you can buy it is up on my website. Okay. And and your website is... Uh, it's my name, KarenBondar.com. Right. Okay. And that's C-A-R-I-N-B-O-N-D-A-R dot C-O-N. Correct. Okay. Very good. Just okay. want to make sure we get all that. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, not a problem. Okay. And there you have it. That's Dr. Karen Bonder on the Fear of Snakes series. Uh, the series is going to be continuing for quite some time. Uh, we're going to have on next time is going to be with uh, Dr. McKinnon of St. Louis University. She's an anthropologist, got uh, some really great insights into uh, the fear of snakes, evolution, just the whole nine yards. And then after that, we speak with David Manley and then Randy Babb. So, once again, do check out KarenBonder.com. It's C-A-R-I-N-B-O-N-D-A-R.com, as always. And uh, pick up her book, uh, The Nature of you know human nature so look forward to uh, talking to her again in the future and as we said we are brought to you uh, once again by our friends getreptiles.com which is the Las Vegas Reptile Expo as if you needed another reason to go to Las Vegas now you can go there and get some reptiles while you're there it will be held on May 14th which is a Saturday and Sunday May 15th at the Santa Fe Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas Nevada once again that's May 14th and May 15th uh, it's a weekend what else, you know, what else do you need? You're in Vegas. You're buying and checking out hot reptiles and gambling. I mean, wouldn't you rather buy a reptile than gamble anyway? Check them out, guys. Las Vegas Reptile Expo, GetReptiles.com, Santa Fe Hotel and Casino, Las Vegas, Nevada. And once again, folks, please leave some comments. Uh, rate us up on iTunes. Uh, tell a friend. Um, check out the other websites. There's links up on the website to check out our other sites. We also have ReptileApartment.com. Uh, we also have herphousemag.com, which is the only uh, e-zine available with less advertisement, more content. We have about five to six feature articles every other month, and uh, one page of advertisements. And the only advertisements that are in there are those people that are actually writing articles for us. So, you know, I'm a subscriber to some of the other magazines that are out there currently, but not anymore. I just got tired of going through, you know half of the magazine being advertisements. So do check it out. It's herphousemag.com. I'll throw it in the show uh, show notes for you. And we look forward to seeing you next week with uh, Dr. Catherine McKinnon. Mm-hmm.